Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. Now, there's nothing quite as satisfying as getting stuff done. That's probably why there's a whole cottage industry devoted to the topic. Productivity, time management, and the like. Now, this week, Hannah Koshal hops onto the show with me. Hannah is the gal who oversees our kids' ministry and is sort of the administrative guru for our church. So she was the the go-to person to talk about this issue. So today we talk about productivity. What what, uh, should Christians be about productivity? What do we mean when we say that we want to be productive? How do we determine what to devote ourselves to? And what does Hannah do and recommend that we do during seasons of funk when we don't feel especially productive? I hope you enjoy this episode and stick around for a fun little announcement at the end. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Hannah, welcome on. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, today's a Wednesday. What do you What do you normally do on Wednesdays? What are you, What are you working on today? Today, well, I actually had an event at the chamber, and then I like to set up shop somewhere and work on Wednesday. So today, I chose stomping grounds and spent the morning working there and devoured their wonderful pimento cheese sandwich for lunch. Excellent so choice. I'm feeling very satisfied right now. Good, you should. <laughs> You should. Pimento cheese is an excellent choice. We should do an episode on pimento cheese. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So in your opinion, what is the best day of the week? Oh, that's really hard. Um, Maybe Thursday because you're able to like still be productive, get stuff done. You're in like your routine, but you have the anticipation of Friday coming like you know good things are on the horizon so if like if you can just focus work hard for thursday you're i mean it helps that we have fridays off so it's like all right i'm gonna make today count because the weekend is coming i love it i was i had been preparing my defense for why thursday was going to be whatever day you were going to say i'm totally with you thursday is the best day of the week yeah and in football season there's football on tv on thursdays both professional and college you still have the full weekend ahead of you mm-hmm yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Well, there's that. Thursday is the best day of the week, and we are in agreement with that. It is official. So this is the time of the semester. I, I was sharing this with the staff on Tuesday. This is the time of the semester for me where I feel like my produ- my productivity begins to wane. It's like everything starts to sag a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um, I get amped up at the beginning and end of semesters, excited about you know, new initiatives and new projects and the new stuff that we're going to do, but it's the middle of the semesters where I just really feel myself like, ugh. The lull. The yeah. lull hits. Yeah, we, we kind of reach the middle and we have to sort of slog it out and stay the course. So as I was reflecting on that and just reflecting on the need to stay strong and stay the course, uh, I thought it, it would be helpful for us to consider the topic of productivity. Now, did you know, Hannah, that March is actually procrastination month? I did not know that. Apparently, um... March 3rd through 9th was National Procrastination Week. Interesting. Where they encourage everyone to procrastinate for those six, seven days or so. Hmm. So. That's new information to me. Yeah. There literally is a holiday for everything now. There's, seriously, <laughs> there literally is. It, but it feels like an obvious joke in that this episode is going to be releasing at the end of March. Mm. That the beginning of March is the productivity or the uh, procrastination 
Well, we will turn that into the week of productivity. (laughs) (laughs) Productivity. That's good. So let me ask you this, Hannah. Should Christians be about productivity? Absolutely. Okay. And what's the reasoning for that? What drives that for Christians? Well, I think a lot of times when we look at questions like why be productive, why work hard, um, we're really looking at a larger question that drives that question of really what is our purpose? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I here? And that question needs to be answered before you really dive into the how do I do this and do that. Um, and so if we look to scripture, cl- scripture clearly tells us why why we were created and why we were saved, and that is to bring glory to God. And so um, if we look at how we bring glory to God, I think a lot of Christians would would readily agree with like, yes, it's important to glorify God in what we do. And so we would look to things like gathering on Sunday mornings, you know, being involved in community group, having um, a daily devotion with the Lord. Like those are obvious ways to glorify God. But where we often miss the mark is going beyond that and saying even in like our everyday nuanced routines, how are we glorifying God? Like can we actually approach work with the mindset of, I'm going to glorify God in this. Can I do the dishes, change a diaper, and study for my midterms and glorify God? And the answer is absolutely yes. And not only can we, but we're expected to. The Lord expects us to do that. In Scripture, it says, um, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Um, and, and as you're saying that, that reminds me. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Col- yeah. Colossians chapter 3, I mean, what I love about that is, is Paul says in chapter 3, verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then mm-hmm. the very next thing that he does, the very next turn, like he doesn't say, so go to church. So, And, and of course, we're not minimizing the importance right. of those things at all. The very next thing that he does is he says, wives, submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents and everything. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Bond servants, obey in everything, not as people pleasers, but as a service to the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as to the Lord, so on and so on. And so in Paul's mind, when he talks about honoring the Lord in everything that we do, he means literally everything that you do. Absolutely. Reclaiming everything for Through the Through good Jesus. works. And if, yeah, if those things are reclaimed, um, they're considered good works. And scripture also talks about that. Like we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Like that is our purpose to do good. Um, and we, I mean, that's even part of our mission statement as a church to the glory of God, but also for the good of our city, for the good of Greer. And so, um, we want to be productive and work hard because we recognize and gladly accept that mission to bring glory to God. And so we want to do that well for two main reasons. I think first, just out of our love and devotion to God, it is a joyful um, life of servanthood that we get to do good for God's glory. But secondly, because we will be held accountable for how we live our lives. Like our our days are numbered and our life is but a vapor. And soon and very soon we'll be standing face to face with our Savior, held accountable for how we stewarded our time and our energy and our talents. And I know that I want to work hard now and work well now and um, be productive so that... One, I can give glory to God as a disciple, and two, so that He can look at me when I stand in front of Him and say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." You know. Yeah, that's really good, really good. Okay, so what does it look like then 
being productive? Does it mean we just we just get stuff done? We're just cranking cranking out tasks. Our calendars are full. We're just we're just at it all the time. What does it mean then to be productive as Christians? Well, the first thing I want to say to that is being productive does not mean that you're busy. Hmm. So whenever you say, whenever you hear somebody say, you know, productivity is good, we have a tendency to say, okay, well then I need to do this, I need to do that. Um, but busy does not mean productive. In fact, it oftentimes means the exact opposite. Hmm. And unfortunately, I had that mindset really up until recently where I, I thought I had to have my schedule full of events and meetings and tasks in order to to be productive, if you will. Um, but that was really just harmful because what, what I was doing in that is looking to people to affirm my value and to affirm, affirm that I had something to offer. And I was looking to other people to affirm my identity and my purpose rather than being wise about what I was doing out of a confidence in what I already know my identity and purpose is. That's really good. That, that's a that's a really really important point. I think I, something that I, if I'm honest, like the the kind of basest part of me, loves when people say things like this. Trevor, I don't know how you you get it all done. Yeah. Or they say like, I can't believe you. Know, I know you got a lot on your plate right now. It makes and you it, feel so important. It does. It does. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're right. Yes, I am very. I mean, I am very gifted, and I'm very capable of doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I have lots of plates spinning. <laughs> I'm glad that you acknowledge that. But really, that what you're doing is only giving a limited amount of attention to many different things in many different directions. So really, it's hindering your productivity. I think of it like I remember as a kid one time learning to ride a bike, and I was in the wrong gear, and so I was pedaling really, really fast, but I wasn't going anywhere. That's good. And so that's really what that, like, that busy state is. It's like you're pedaling really fast, you feel like you have a lot going on, but you're not moving. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Mm. That's good. That's yeah. good. Okay, so so then if, if there's a difference between being productive and being busy, if there's a difference between... Um, pedaling really fast and, or, and, and going nowhere or like being in a rocking chair, you're just going back and forth mm-hmm. without actually going anywhere. Like h- how then do we flip that switch? How do we change gears? How do we move from busyness to productivity? How do we, how do we know what to devote ourselves to? Well, yeah, I think, I mean, just practically first step would be to just take an inventory of how you are spending your time, how you are stewarding your resources right now. Um, we did that not long ago as a staff, and um, I could almost guarantee you that after doing that, like tracking your time and how you're stewarding those things, um, you'll have to spend a period of time afterwards confessing. And grieving. <laughs> yeah. And grieving your lack of discipline in ways you have not stewarded those resources well. But then like using that realization and not beating yourself up, but actually putting like feet to that Mm. um and so i would highly recommend um the book do more better by tim chalice he gives a lot of great practical steps um he explains a lot of the why behind the importance of productivity but also gives a lot of great practical steps and like defining and getting clarity behind what are you responsible for what are those areas that um that are kind of non-negotiables that we will be responsible to God for and making those your priorities and letting that kind of dictate your schedule and how you how you steward those things. Um, because there's a lot of thing, good things we can do 
Like there are a lot of things that I can be concerned about, but the things that I'm not responsible for. That's good. So, um, so yeah, I would say knowing and getting clarity on those areas of responsibility. So as a wife, as a husband, as a father, as, um, a worker, as a student, you know, those areas of responsibility, what are the tasks that are required for each of those roles and how are you going to do them well and finding tools, calendars, task management tools to help you to, to help you do that well and do it effectively and not just clutter up your schedule. That's really good. Yeah. I, I um, so when I think about the things that I'm responsible for, God has called me to be the head of a household. So I'm, I'm a husband to Emily and I'm a father to Jude, Nate and Ruthie. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's, one category for me. The other category for me is I'm, I'm one of the staff pastors at the church at Greer Station, and there's responsibilities that accompany that. Um, and then in addition to that, I'm also a uh, student at Southeastern Seminary. Mm-hmm. I'm still slogging away at my degree. Um, in addition to that, I'm a mentor over at Chandler Creek. And so it, 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 I'm a neighbor to the um, Miss, Miss Jan and Mr. Jim who live next door to us. So there's there's all sorts of uh, places where God has put me that I, I have kind of unique responsibilities for. And those things are weighted differently, of right. course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a different sort of responsibility for my household than I do for my neighbor's household. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps for me to just have that stuff even just jotted down and in front of me right. so that I can just kind of always have before me, this is where God has called me to honor him in these various settings and spheres. And the structure is always, I think, very helpful um, because then whenever you are asked, you know, to do something or to invest time in something, you can always go back to those areas of responsibility and say, is this, even though it may be something good, is this something that I'm responsible for that would help me glorify God in a way that God has called me to? That's good. And in a lot of ways, this kind of gets back to the frantic families conversation that I, that I had with Zach and Sarah Gilliam. Um, we just talked about the importance of, you know, as a family kind of identifying those things that you're going to devote yourselves towards so that you have some kind of predetermined filter mm-hmm. for keeping yourself from being sp- spread thin in a million different ways. And a lot of ways, it's kind of what we're talking about. Like being productive is, and sometimes make like predetermining those things that you are going to prioritize and be responsible for so that you don't result in a full calendar that ends up not actually getting you anywhere. Right, because it's so easy to be overwhelmed by those responsibilities and fall into that pattern of being frantic. And then that leads to just that busyness of feeling like you have to do all and be all to all people. Um, But having, and Tim um, Charlie's even recommends in his book, like having five or six categories of those areas of responsibility that are kind of vague categories in your life that you can that you can put those tasks under. And if it doesn't clearly fall under one of those areas of responsibility, then maybe ask the question, is this really a good thing for me to be doing? Yeah, that's good. And and, and it's not a question of good and bad things. It's a question of good and better right. things, sure. ultimately, right. that we're talking about. So I, I think if we were going to have a definition of productivity, what what would you say? Something like doing the the right things done in the or rather getting the right things done or devoting ourselves to the good things that God has for us. Yeah. um, He actually gave a a very helpful definition, I thought, of productivity in his book. Um, And it was going back to that 
stewarding, um, trying to see if I can find it here, um, rightfully stewarding those gifts, talents, time, energy, enthusiasm Hmm. towards things that glorify God and are for the good of others. Um, And I, I appreciated his emphasis on doing good for others because it's so easy to fill our calendar with with things that are good for us that make us look good, mm. um, but how much of our time are we actually spending for the good of for the good of other people? Because that's really the the lifestyle we have been called to as believers is sacrificing ourselves and maybe what's easy or convenient for us for the betterment of our neighbor. Um, and that whole each othering thing. Yeah, you know? that's right on. Well, you embody that just yesterday. You loved my neighbor, my literal literal oh, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. to hang out with Sweet Max yesterday. Yeah, there was um, a, a family in our church who had a need. They needed somebody to watch one of their children, and Hannah volunteered. And so we had baby Max hanging out at staff meeting with us yesterday. So Absolutely. I love so, it. So w- what, about, what about seasons of tiredness? What about those stretches where we just are, it feels like we're just fighting um, just to, to, to tread water? Yeah. What about productivity in those seasons? I would imagine a lot of people who are listening right now, you know, a variety of different reasons, would probably say that they're somewhere there. They just feel like they are doggy paddling, trying to stay afloat. And I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I feel like I myself and am, am in a season of tiredness. We just have a lot going on personally. We're in the middle of buying a house, expecting our first child. Um, just a lot. If you didn't know of that, extra. yeah, now you know. <laughs> um, going on in our in our household. Um, but I, I think like there's two types of tiredness. Like there's a the type of tiredness where, like life circumstances, they're just demanding more of you than they usually do, and these are things that do fit into your areas of responsibility. They're just, it's a more demanding time for those things, and. Um, that's hard because you're still responsible for those things, you know? And so your feeling of tiredness doesn't give you the right to then forsake what you're responsible for. Yeah. Um, but we can be comforted by um, scripture that tells us that we can come to Christ who gives rest to the weary and knowing that um, he is our daily bread, so He is going to give us what we need for today to sustain us for what He has called us to, so that in the morning we can wake up with that new recognition of our need for Him and come to Him in the morning and remind ourselves of the gospel and what our purpose is, and then depend on His strength and not our own to do it and to do it faithfully, because there is a sense of just perseverance that comes with that like sometimes you do just have to roll up your sleeves and just continue to Mm. to do it and do it well um, for the sake of God's glory and for the good of others but then I think there's also a second type of tiredness that comes from a lack of clarity around those areas responsibility Mm. you find yourself just busy and saying yes to all the things without a clear why behind why you're doing it And so to that person, I would say there's rest for you too that's first found in Christ, but I would encourage you to take practical steps to find clarity because you may be able to to help yourself a lot in easing that weight Um, because, again, it's a high calling, 
that we have as disciples to glorify God and to do good for others, but he also promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, that he is going to be there. That's good. Man, that's really good. I really appreciate the last comment you made there in particular about, like kind of paradoxically sometimes where uh, it's kind of like the same kind of tiredness that would, like if a lumberjack never sharpened his axe, Mm. there's a certain kind of tiredness that would accompany his work because he would be continually ineffective and more ineffective and more ineffective one had to work harder and harder and harder so there's a certain amount of relief that comes when you kind of take a step back and sharpen your axe and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're talking about is like axe sharpening it's about having clarity around what i'm responsible for being sure that we're organized and structured and actually have a plan of attack for our days and 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 that type of thing so i think that there's a, a certain amount of relief and rest that comes from sharpening the axe so to speak um, but also really appreciate what you said about um, all of our doing and our laboring coming from the rest that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. That we're working from love and acceptance and not working for it. Right. Um, and so that's, that's, I think that's what, if we were to say that there's such a thing as gospel-centered productivity, it would be that, that, that we work to glorify God because he has saved us, because he has rescued us, and because Absolutely. he has shown us grace first. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. This yeah, is really good, really I encouraging. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And if you didn't know that Hannah was expecting, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>